When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, baseball family. For those of you new to the show, we are here to raise money for the nonprofit organization Called Up, whose mission is to give disadvantaged young ballplayers the equipment they need to play the game we all love. We also want to unite communities by improving or rebuilding baseball facilities in areas suffering economic or environmental hardship. At this time, you can support by purchasing t-shirts and other baseball-related apparel and accessories from 9plusus.com. 10% of all these sales go to the cause. Again, that's 9plusus.com. The number 9, P-L-U-S-U-S, dot com. 9plusus.com. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Baseball Together podcast, brought to you by 9plusus. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, baseball family. We are excited to be here. It is uh, it's currently Saturday night. It is 9.48 Eastern time. And the game is currently end of the fifth. End of the fifth, four to nothing, Astros. Four, four to nothing, Astros. Brad's here with me, obviously, always. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee <laughs> you'd be on. <laughs> Anyway, we just wanted to, uh, we got a lot coming at you today. We got some current events this time, which are exciting. We're excited to talk about, and then we're going to talk more about the World Series. But uh, before we do that, Brad and I wanted to tell you that if you are not using the MLB at-bat app yet, you got to jump on the wagon. It's true. You really do. And if you, the the mobile version is fantastic. It's It's so well put together. It's amazing. But if you're using it on, if you have to use it on desktop, your experience is going to be even better because it shows the type of pitch, the way that it came in. It uses all the tra- all the Statcast TrackMan stuff to track the pitches and show you exactly how it came in, which pitch it was, and where it crossed the plate. It's so much more efficient and, and better than any other way that you can watch the game if you can't actually watch it. It's so fantastic. the reason this came up is because we can't actually watch the game. And bring you the podcast at the same time. So we <laughs> yeah. both have our MLB at bat apps up and we are cruising around and we will just keep glancing over as the night goes on yeah. so that we can both get our daily dose of baseball and bring you the best content possible. Anyway, as a fans, we just wanted you to know that if you have not yet improved your fan experience by downloading the app, you've got to do it. Do it. Yep. And it's a great, it's a great watch companion too. If, if you're watching Absolutely. games, it's a good little second screen to watch too, if that's what you're into, which I am. Yep. And I like watching the the graphic update on the mobile. I am exclusively mobile when I yeah. use the app and I get the graphic update and it tells you, okay, that was in play for an out. That was mm-hmm. a ball. Everything's color coded. You get to see the batter in the box with the strike zone. Then, oh, okay. I didn't know that it did that on mobile. That's awesome. That's what I was thinking oh. with the... Totally, man. Yeah. I get a little graphic tells me everything. Everything it shows me the pattern of the pitch and where it came from. Just everything you described. 
But the thing that I like is I can also go to an old school box score. I can switch over to the next tab and I get a box. So if I come in, say I got to watch, you know, I got to put the kid to bed because I'm in the East Coast and everything starts super late. So I'm putting the kid to bed, miss the first inning or two, couple innings, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes more, let's be honest. But I can, <laughs> yeah, I can quickly read, um, you know, a more traditional box score and I can say, okay, all right. Uh, Springer's had three at bats, no runs, no hits, no RBIs. You know, I can do that all the way down and go, okay, total 21 at bats. This is current. Mm-hmm. The Astros have had 21 at bats, four runs, seven hits, four RBIs, two ba- uh, walks, two base on balls, four strikeouts, and eight left on a base. And I get the averages and everything. Scroll down, get to pitching. So that's how I like to catch up, mm-hmm. right? If I have yeah. to come in late. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm looking at this right now. We have we have uh, Carlos Correa at the plate. Okay. And I actually had some trivia that involved him that I wanted to, that I actually wanted to do today. I texted you mm. about this, Brig, a couple weeks ago, and I meant to do yeah. it in last week's episode. Totally forgot. Um, but here How we are <laughs> with Correa at the plate, and it, it kind of works out. What perfect timing. Nice. So, okay. So I was, I was watching Correa, and I felt like kind of like Dave Matthews' character on. Um, I'll just go with it. Like, how tall okay. How tall you think that guy is? That guy's, that guy's really tall. That's kind of how I was feeling watching Correa a couple weeks ago. And, uh, and so I was curious, who was the tallest shortstop in Major League history? Hmm. Do you know? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Probably... I don't. I have no idea. Okay. Because guys are getting bigger, so it's probably someone sooner or more it recent. Is not it is not anybody recent. Whoa. So, so my first minute. thought was my first thought was okay. Alex Rodriguez is, was a really tall shortstop. Yeah. For so sure. he's he's six three. Yeah. He's not the tallest shortstop in history. Really. The tallest shortstop in Major League history is Cal Ripken Jr. at six four. Oh, dang. How about that? And do you know how tall Carlos Correa is? No, I have no idea. He is also 6'4". Get out of here. So, and part oh, of the reason wow. I was curious about this is because, yeah, he's a big dude. But he's playing at, like, the elite guys. Because Kyle Ripken Jr. was not an elite shortstop, right? He, no, I mean, He was an no, all-star. He's an all-star. He, yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah, okay. But he wasn't up there with, like... I wouldn't even put him with Jeter as far as a defensive shortstop. Not, uh, no, not a normal sure. Garcia Parra. But Carlos no, no, no. Correa, I feel like, is up there with those guys. The fact that he's able to do that at that size, that's it's amazing difficult. to me. Yes. Yeah. He's something else. And, in fact, he robbed Adam Eaton of a base hit tonight that if he had been two, maybe three inches shorter, he wouldn't have been able to get to. Look, he's done that a couple of times this year, and it's always fun yeah. to see him jump up into the sky and grab a, grab something that should never have been caught, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was Exciting. it was that weird play where he he was going back toward kind of left center, and he kind of twisted and turned and made the catch. And I was like, man, I was really hoping it was going to drop in because it would have gotten the the Nats their first run. But yeah, I guess not. Anywho, Korea just by the way uh, went out on eight pitches. The pitch count. On the bullpen days is, is getting rough. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, these bullpens are brutal. Um, I would have thought that the Nats would be able to break through sooner. I'm hoping they're going to be able to get something in 
last couple innings to at least make this a game. But, uh, but yeah, I really thought that they were going to be able to do more damage to the Astros' bullpen than they've been able yeah. to. So far, no good. Yeah, no good at all. But anyway, let's get back to some current events. Okay. So good trivia question, by the way. I like that. That was thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna try to. I'm trying. I'm gonna try to bring some more because I think trivia is fun. I like it. So I don't like it. I'll do some trivia. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> So our first thing up on the current events, we had this this big story that's kind of been hanging over the Astros. Um, Their assistant GM, Brandon Taubman, was kind of did a thing, I guess you'd say, uh, during the in the clubhouse during the celebration after they won the ALCS, where he got I don't know if he necessarily got in anybody's face, but he was directing this towards some female reporters. Yeah. We're in the clubhouse while they're celebrating. He's and um, I'm paraphrasing based on what I remember and what I understand. He basically he said, "I'm so bleeping glad we got Osuna. I'm so bleeping glad glad we right. got Osuna." And was directing yep. it specifically at these reporters. So female reporter. for those of you who yeah. are not familiar, yeah, for anyone who's not familiar with the history of Osuna, he served a 75 game suspension for domestic abuse. Um, last year, last season he did, and the Astros traded for him as he was getting ready to come off that suspension. I think he still had a couple games left. Does that sound right? Yeah, and it was on that suspension. I'm pretty sure the suspension excluded the playoffs. Didn't the suspension say yeah. other than the playoffs? Right, it just has to be regular season games. Yeah, which is lenient. Yeah, and <laughs> and he was he came in last year and he was able to pitch in the postseason last year. Yeah, and that was that was kind of a thing too. So the Astros got a bunch of flack about picking up this guy who had served a suspension for domestic abuse, especially when you've got a guy like Verlander on the on the uh, roster who seems to be the morality police in the Major League Baseball. Oh, for in every way, yeah, it seems that way. Yeah, yeah. As as far as like calling for guys getting their contracts voided when it comes to PEDs and guys getting uh, harsher suspension for domestic violence. And then this guy comes in yeah, and he's kind of like, well, you know, we'll wait and see. (laughs) Yeah. Verlander's the barracks lawyer (laughs) in the army. We'd call him a barracks lawyer. (laughs) 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 He knows most everything, but (laughs) he's pretty vocal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. But so this whole, so this whole thing came down with Tobman and the Astros, and it's kind of been lingering over them. And, and within the last couple of days, he was fired. It was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. So it was Friday. It was Friday he was fired. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's fired. That's this whole weird thing with time travel, right? Time travel's <laughs> very hard. Yesterday to us, three days. <laughs> <laughs> but so I I feel like they took way too long to fire him. I do too. Because that was that whole thing was ridiculous and a mess. Right? Totally a mess. Well, and, and some people – so if you go back and you read the affirmations, right, because the reporters and other witnesses were there, they were like, yeah, this is what happened. And their own versions of the story, they use different words to describe what exactly happened, how it felt, how it came off. And one word that I found most interesting was heckling. Yes. Right. So he they say Tobman heckled these female reporters, of, you know, and I was like, Wow. What a perfect descriptor for what he allegedly, I wasn't there, but what he seemed to have done right. 
and in the perfect context, right? There was it's almost like metaphorical and accurate all at the same time. I thought it was really neat that, mm-hmm. that the journalist that wrote the report used the word heckling because that seemed like exactly what it was, right? He was taunting and and goading and maybe hoping to get a rise out of these these reporters and I thought, oh man. So I'm with you. What took so long? Right. Yeah, and and it seems like it was like a premeditated thing too, because Osuna was not good in that game. He blew the save. Yeah. He got he got bailed out yeah. by that Altuve home run. Um and it's a so it's like it's almost like he knew those reporters were going those female reporters were going to be there and this is what he'd planned on doing. And and I heard that one of the reporters anytime Osuna comes into the game she tweets out the number, like the the domestic abuse hotline. Really, she tweets that out. Yeah. Wow, that's Which, savage. Good for her. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Good. Th- I'm glad that she does I that. I love because, it. Yeah, that's awesome. And especially draw attention to, to somebody like that. Yeah. You know. Um. No, I I really think that he was premeditated in this whole thing. Wanted to make a point, and and it does seem like heckling. Yeah. Well, and just for those of you that don't know, this was following the ALCS victory over the Yankees. So mm-hmm. this is a couple days removed, obviously, even the incident. But that's why we're saying yeah. he was fired on Thursday, and that game it ended on what, like Monday or something? Anyway, so the game ended last week, and it took till Thursday the next week to fire him. Anyway, I'm confused. And well, and, and and not only on top of the delayed firing, it was uh, he denied it, and then the team denied it, right. and then they came out with two more statements of like, "Oh, this is not what we're about. We shouldn't be doing this." And then finally, they fired him. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And one last word on this: um, I I've mentioned how I like David Sampson, like to listen to the things that he says, and he said one of the things he said was, "Assistant GMs should be seen and not heard, and rarely seen at that." There you go. And he broke all the rules on that. So <laughs> yeah. It seems like the Astros would have been like, this is unnecessarily press, unnecessary press that we're getting totally around the World Series. You're gone. Distance. And the fact that they just kind of hung on to him as long as they did, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's strange. Well, in case you haven't it's noticed, uh, we feel very strongly about domestic violence and abuse and things like that. So don't do it. <laughs> yeah no seriously though yeah but anyways so I, I feel like all of our current events like it's so bad just because the only thing that's going on right now is uh is the world series and the only news coming out is negativity because it's the game started back up again yeah and that's the hard part is it is negative and i think what's happening is everybody this happens every year though everybody clears their laundry right between yeah. at the end of the championship series all the way through the winter meetings basically especially the teams that have been out for a while usually we get a lot of dirty laundry that starts yeah. to come out and it's just interesting it's too bad but it is the way it is yeah it is um but so unfortunately we've got another negative story uh, we had well this is this is more just sad than anything we had two umpires pass away recently one was three weeks about three weeks ago was eric cooper yeah and then just saturday like as we were sitting down to start talking i got a notification that chuck merriweather another umpire passed away yeah and he was a world series umpire too yeah it's it's just it's unbelievable that these guys are so young and i and i wonder 
how much concussions plays into this? That's a great question, and we've seen it. I mean, and not mm-hmm. just not just we've seen it in the past, but we've seen it on live TV. Yeah. Right. Just a couple of weeks ago, um, during was it the ALCS? One of the umpires yeah. had to be removed from the game. Yep. He he stepped down. He was like, I can't do this. Yeah. So yep. it's not uncommon, and that's a great point. Great point. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know what they do for umpires as far as concussion protocol, treatment, things like that. But with I don't know either. everything we're everything we're learning about concussions these days, it, something needs to to be done to help these guys out. Yeah, yeah, it's a because great point. I, I, like I said, I don't know if it is concussion related, but it very well could be because that can lead to other health problems. Oh, for sure. So. I don't know. I don't know if there needs to be because I know that the home, the home team's training staff is dedicated to treating the umpires. Right. For I sure. don't know if they need to have their own trainers who travel with them to keep a better eye on them. That's an interesting question. I you know. I will look into it. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to yeah, look I into it and find out because that's a great. And that brings it. That opens a whole box. Like whatever else is available to them. You know, I don't know. Yeah. We talk about. We talk about these athletes, the players on the field in uniform, being mm-hmm. amazing and and hot and cold and start and stop and all this stuff. And the umpire's yeah. life is not terribly dissimilar. Yeah, yeah. So it, I mean, it is. There is a degree of separation, obviously, but right. Yeah, there's obviously not the athleticism, but it it's a grind for them too. It, it is. is a grind. So regardless Sorry. of the things we've talked about we are mourning the passing of a couple of umpires and they're as big a part of the game as any of the players and they deserve the respect and and the attention and they deserve to be honored just as anybody else would so we're uh yeah take a minute okay so we do actually have some happy news um we had those unfortunate events earlier but the fight and fills have a manager oh yeah they hired joe girardi this week oh man um you know i honestly don't know a whole lot about him as a manager other than his binder that he used when he was with the yankees <laughs> he has the famous binder yeah yeah but i i wasn't following the yankees very closely when he was the manager as far as uh what he was doing uh with with game decisions like actually managing the game right um so Brig, I was. Is this, <laughs> yeah. is this? Oh yeah, I, I'm sure you were. I know it. Is, is this a good? Is this a good move for the Phillies? Look, if they had gotten Joe Madden, they might not have gotten a better deal. Oh really? Yes, I kid you not. Girardi is phenomenal, and here's what's going to happen. So Girardi was a catcher in New York for a long time, right? Yes, yes. And then he's, and then there was a gap. I think maybe a year or two. I don't remember how long. And then he stepped in with the and took the reins. Mm-hmm. So now the Yankees are famous for that, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, that's beside the point. The point is that Joe Girardi will be an excellent complement to Philadelphia. And he's going to bring a new Joe Girardi. Look, he's a New York guy. Okay. He played there. Then he managed there for a long time. And he managed some of the best players to ever play the game, ever. So he has seen it all in the in the toughest environment ever. 
right? Because playing mm-hmm. in the Bronx is as hard as it's ever going to be. It pretty much goes Bronx, and, Queens, Philly. Totally. And, and it might so even go this, Bronx, Philly, Queens. It could. It's that's very possible. Yep. And then I think anyway that yes, there it Fenway's up there though. Fenway I think is a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that. Um, I think that the time he has spent away as an analyst has given him new insight, new connections, new ability to ask questions. Just like anybody, right? Once you step away for a minute, you see things differently. Yes, you do. And I think, yes. So I think, I remember, like if I stepped onto a mound today, I could probably throw a better pitch than I ever did. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Ever. Because I've I've had had so many years to work out my plate approach that I mentally. I'm the best hitter in the world. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and the, being a manager is a lot. I mean, it's mental, right? It's all yeah. mental. Anyway, I just think that him rubbing shoulders with those other former players that are analysts like Jim Tomey and uh, the Big Hurt and all these other guys is going to mm-hmm. be really cool to see what changed. And and then on top of that, he's clearly hungry. He's clearly oh yeah got, yeah got more to prove, got more to do. Um, he's not content being where he is. And so I think you're going to see a surge of energy from him and it's going to be a surge of new as well. It's going to innovate what they got going on in Philadelphia. He's going to bring an intensity that he's got this quiet, angry, sort of like ferocious, I might cut a tree down. Um, I might take you out to a steak dinner kind of thing going on, right? Like he's, he does. That's a perfect way to describe him. Yeah. That's how he is. And it's, I love him, and I think Philadelphia should be very excited. And see, here's this is the thing that I've heard about him again, uh, citing David Sampson, because um, he because Sampson was the president of uh, of the Marlins when when Girardi was there, right? Yeah. And so he's he didn't like him. He doesn't like him. Not a big fan of him. <laughs> um, I mean, they fired him twice when he in one season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so real quick with that story. So they were down in the clubhouse or down in the dugout in a game, and Girardi went off on, I believe it was the owner in the dugout, and they told him right then and there in the dugout, "You are fired. Finish this game, and then you're gone." And then they went to the the post game presser. They were getting ready to announce his firing, and he had, he apologized as they were walking up to the podium. It's, I, I believe is how it went. Hmm. And so they changed, uh, they flipped it immediately. They said, Joe Girardi will remain our manager. <laughs> He's our guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the season, they fired him. <laughs> yeah. But He's yeah. our guy today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For now. For now. But no, the big thing that he was saying, though, was that he's, he's not necessarily a player's manager, that he no. has things that he wants to do. And that's kind of what they need in Philly right now because Kapler was supposed to be a player's manager, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's one of the guys. I'm sure he was in there yeah. in the gym with him every day because it looks like it. Yeah. But, um, but no, I think, uh, I think Girardi will be a nice little change of pace for them as far as not being a, a player's manager and really, yes, really get things, get things headed in the right direction for the Phillies. Well, and, and Joe, Joe Girardi, he's, he's been there, right? He's, he's got his chops. On, as as a player on the field, right? He's so yep. he's proven everything there is to prove there, and then he's proven everything there is to prove as a manager, and now he's got some distance, and it's almost like he can step in and say, "All right, look, 
and and it's new authority, right? It's a new level of, uh, I don't know, a new pedestal maybe, or a new moral high ground. And and on top of that, all of his new information, maybe some changed paradigms from when he was managing the Yankees, and because of his new interactions, I don't know. That's inevitable, but we'll see. We will see. It's going to be great. It will be. So I don't know if you've That's been checking your phone. I don't know if you've been watching your phone. Yeah. But uh, the Nasters had the bases loaded. Soto yeah. grounded out to first baseman. Uh, grounded out to Guriel at first base. And um, Gerardo Parra scored. So now the Nats have uh, two on. Runners on second and third with two outs. So on the board. On the board. And, yeah, and one on the board. Yeah, so it's four to one. With Howie Bottom Kendrick six, coming up. Two outs. Now, don't forget what happened last time they had two outs. Oh, that was in seventh. Never mind. <laughs> but still, two outs, so what, right? Don't worry. Two outs, so what? That's right. Yep. Yeah, that's how it works. All right, let's go ahead and take a little bit of a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about the World Series. And I think we'll give you a little bit of a sneak peek as to what we're going to do in the off season. Are you sure? We'll see. All right. <laughs> <laughs> The designated hitter, the infield fly, a ground rule double, the dropped third strike. To some, these seem like strange things. To you, these are just baseball things. Shop the Baseball Things collection at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Uh, so I'm sitting here watching the game, talking about this with Brig. We had a little, we had actually a pretty long break. Um, and during that break, the Nats brought in Fernando Rodney. Um, I think you can pretty much call it, uh, especially since Alex Bregman, as I was sitting here talking, hit a grand slam. Yeah, that just happened. That just happened. So eight to one Astros. You know, I've always known Rodney was kind of a. One of those guys, it's not really dependable because he pitched for the Mariners a few years ago, and he was good for a year. Um, but then the second year, he was horrible. I feel like he's one of those guys who, who's good for a, a team for a year, and right. then, and I don't know if it's and it's it's not that guys like figure him out because everybody's seen him. He's played for everybody, right? Yeah. It might. Every, I don't know if it's a motivation thing or what. <laughs> literally, he's played for everybody. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, do it. Uh, because I actually want to talk about one of the things that I heard this week, um, another David Sampson reference. Um, he was saying, it was something along, along the lines of, uh, you're going to get to see my good friend, Fernando Rodney. I love Fernando. He's a great guy. He's one of my good friends. Um, but I hope that you do get to see him because that means the Nats are up by five to six runs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I don't feel like that's a good reputation to have. I, I think that Rodney's probably going to be coming to the end here pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that firing that arrow off. Yep. So he played for Detroit for a long time from mm-hmm. 02 to 09. Then he played for Anaheim. I call him Anaheim. Get off my back. Then we. That's fine. Then he played for Tampa Bay, Seattle, Toronto. Um, he played for Seattle against Chicago. And San Diego, Toronto again, Miami, Arizona. Toronto, Minnesota, Oakland, Oakland, Washington. Wow. I've got like 12 teams there. 
if I'm counting right. Yeah, that's a lot of team. That's a whole lot. Yeah, he's he's been everywhere. He's been everywhere, man. And looking right now at his stats, he has a 10.8 ERA in the postseason. Well, not the guy you want on the mound if you're trying to hold a three-run lead. No, I mean, as we've seen, I think you're right. They just <laughs> tossed it in. They were like, "Whatever, we'll play tomorrow." Well, yeah, and at this point, you don't want to burn through your bullpen. You, no, true. If, if you don't feel like you're going to come through, because the Nats have not been hitting yeah. well at all. Yeah, but they've got three hits on the game. Only the game. yesterday and today. Well, game three and four. yesterday they were hitting just yeah, fine. But... The th- the thing is, is that. Game three, they were hitting just fine. Like they hit Granky just fine. They just could not break through, and they had runners right. in scoring That's position. True. That's absolutely true. But today, they just aren't hitting yeah. the ball at all against right. that bullpen. So I, I think they're just kind of fight, just trying to live another yeah. day, where um, you know, just you don't want to burn through that bullpen because you want to have guys available to come in and back up Scherzer. Totally. So. Yeah, it's. It, I think. I think on Sunday we're gonna have another great game. We're gonna have a, a pitcher's duel. Yeah. Between Scherzer and Cole. Yep. Oh man, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a great watch. I don't know if the Nats can get to get to Cole twice though. I hope they can. I wonder is he better at home or away? I'm not sure. Let's find out. Okay. Yeah. Let's look. Can right you filibuster now. while I look that up? Yeah. So this one time. <laughs> 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 I remember practicing turning double plays in the backyard with my buddy up the street. His name's Austin. I guarantee he's not listening. Anyway, did you find it? <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> oh, man. I've got it. I've you, got it. It's you're coming. better at stats than I am. I feel like you got a handle on the numbers. <laughs> The numbers. It's that medical background. I'm just trying to find the splits. It could be. Um, could no, be. but I think that that you know, obviously, guys pitch differently at home and away, and the atmosphere is different every time you advance in a playoff Caesar series. So here we are in the World Series, mm-hmm. and you have to take those numbers with a grain of salt, right? Even though you're going to pull up the split, mm-hmm. and we're going to find out how he is at home versus away. And that's how I am. Like I think stats are important, but they're there's always a caveat, right? There's always the the non numerical or the the mm-hmm. qualifier that you have to pay attention to. So he's twelve and two at home, eight and three away. His ERA is lower on the road. Oh wow. He's pitched a little bit fewer innings. He's pitched fourteen fewer innings. Okay. Uh, he gives up more home runs at home. Wow. Walks more guys on the road. Okay. Strikes out more guys at home. Wow. Okay. Uh, but that's 14. That's 20 more over 14 innings. Right. So, you know, that's, that's about the same. Yeah, because strikeouts per nine is actually 13.9 to 13.8 on the road. Mm. His whip is a little bit higher um, on the road. Okay. So that, that's be good. for anyone who's not familiar with WHIP, that's walks plus hits per inning, innings pitch. Yeah. So basically, the number of base runners he's allowing per inning. That's right. Um, he's just under .8 at home, and then he's one, uh, just a shade above one on the road. Okay, so that works in the Nationals' favor then. Yeah, it does. And he, his strikeouts per walk ratio or strikeout to walk ratio, 
uh, on at home is a little over nine, and it's uh, about five and a quarter on the road. Ooh. So he really doesn't strike out as many guys. On right. The road. Okay, so you're telling me there's a chance, right? It's like, you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, that's right. Samsonite. All right. So <laughs> that's way off. <laughs> anyway, so I think you're right. I think it's Scherzer Cole going to be a great matchup. In a new environment, we're going to get to see them battle it out, and I love it. Of course, this will all be yeah. over by yeah. the time we get, get by the time you hear this. <laughs> That's I'm fine. sure it'll be great. Though. It's a whole time travel thing. It's very stressful, you know. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> but the good thing is, is that so game five Sunday. Yep. Game six because there's going to be a game yep. six. On Monday, or no, sorry, Tuesday. Yeah, back so, in Houston. Monday's travel day, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of this unfolds. But, you know, I was I was encouraged by what the Nats did in Game 3. Like I said, they were able to hit Granky. They were able to get a lot of guys on base, but they the problem was they just they left those guys there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, ultimately they had... Um, they had nine base hits. They had a couple errors. That's not going to help you ever. Um, but they were getting on base. They just couldn't break through. And I and it's one of those times where you're watching. You're just waiting for it to break through, right? Just waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah. And it, it just never happened. It just never happened for them. Um, they never went three up, three down. Yeah. The Nats right. didn't. So that's another encouraging spot. So I, I thought, honestly, today was going to be better than it mm. is. But I think it's just a pitching issue. Because the Nats had the worst bullpen in the entire playoffs. Well, when the playoffs I started. told you I thought the Nats were going to win this game four to six. So, yeah. I mean, that's not happening. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is like not no. even close. No. Because we're still top of the seven, two outs, two runners on. Jake Marisnik's at the plate. So, it's a 2-1 count as we speak. Yeah. Oh, can I share something funny about Jake Marisnik? So, Would you? Would you please? Uh, so I don't know who, how many people saw that video of um, Simone Biles when she threw out the first pitch in Houston. Marisnik was the one who caught it, and she did this cool flip and everything. You know, they gave her the ball. She threw just about a strike, and then he got up and walked over to give her like a hug or a high five or something. I don't remember. But the thing that stuck out to me was she was up to the letters on his jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she legitimately, like if she had stood in front of him, the arch of Astros would have perfectly like crowned her head <laughs> like she her hair may not have even touched the lettering she's Listen, so short and he's six comes, four so he's six four he's six four she's four eight four i didn't realize she's only four eight holy she, cow no wonder she's eight. such a good gymnast man i think that's legally handicapped in this country <laughs> i think i think that's I, true i think it's legitimate i'm gonna i have to look that up <laughs> she's fighting for all the short people out there that's crazy man. she's yeah, the I saw best that like, though She's fantastic. Oh I mean, isn't man, she supposed she's to be like amazing. the best gymnast in uh in like the history of the country of the US? Yeah, she really is. Yep. And I think that was as of uh, I don't know, like 2 months ago or something. She pulled this incredible move during a floor program. Was it a floor or did she come off the balance beam? Oh, I can't remember, but it was it was something. I think it was on the floor, and it was something else. Look, I am an Olympics junkie, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew, but I like 
the whole world shuts down during the Olympics for us, especially the Summer Olympics. We just sit huh. and binge. It's always on. We're like, when's swimming? You know, when's gymnastics? When's track? <laughs> and then, and then between those, because those are the big ones for us. And in between them, we're mm-hmm. like, do you want to learn about fencing? Or <laughs> let's watch curling during the Winter Olympics. Let's find. Okay, we got so snowboarding half pipes over. Um, let's watch curling. <laughs> <laughs> we're junkies man we love it and you, curling is one of the few things i actually watch in the winter olympics i have a hard time getting into the winter olympics like, like i watch snowboarding because i i guess you could say i still snowboard i kind of get rid of my stuff yeah because uh, i haven't been in so long but you know it, it's like riding a bike yeah. so i'm a snowboarder so i'm into the snowboarding but other than that i have a hard time getting into the winter olympics because it's it's too unrelatable for me and i feel like that's the way it is for a lot of people sure totally you know so i have a hard time getting into the winter olympics summer olympics i'm kind of i don't know i feel like i'm kind of fading out of the olympics i don't know oh. why no stop um but I, I mean every every four years i pay attention to the women's javelin yeah which I know is random but one of my good friends from high school throws the women's javelin yeah so i always i always joke that uh, I, like I told her all through high school, like, hey, you know, you're going to be my claim to fame that I'm going to see you throwing the javelin <laughs> in the Olympics. And I'm going to say, hey, I copied off her math tests all through school. That's because awesome. Because we had in the, we had math together from eighth grade all the way till we graduated. <laughs> That's so. awesome. I had a I had a buddy in the Army, uh, more of an acquaintance now, I guess, you know, faded with time, but who's on the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olympic bobsled team. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's done two and four-man uh, bobsled team. So... It's That's cool. super cool. Okay, I have to, a funny story about curling. So, <laughs> just just leave me alone. During the two thousand during the two thousand eighteen um, Winter Olympics in uh, South Korea, right? There's mm-hmm. a I had a, in a two thousand eighteen I had a mustache. Okay, I had a big, very intense mustache. Oh, nice. And everybody who was watching the Olympics told me I had to watch curling, and I was like, oh, ha ha ha. Because I used to live in Canada, so they're teasing me about <laughs> curling, right? <laughs> but no, it's because when I w- when I have my mustache really going, I look like Matt Hamilton from the U.S. Olympic curling oh, really? team wearing a ball cap. I put on a ball cap. <laughs> I so look funny. like Matt Hamilton. Or he looks like me. I don't know. But people were calling me being like, bro, your dad bod is on point. And by the way... When did you join the Olympics, and how long have you been curling? I didn't know you were into that. I was like, what? It was hilarious. Yeah, it was That's really so funny. funny. That also, is so funny. Oh, I was going to tell you my funny curling story. Oh, please do. So in 02, when the Olympics yeah, were in Salt yeah. Lake, um, I got to go. We were living in – I mean, I grew up in the Portland area, but uh, we got to go. Like, my dad got some tickets nice. from work, I think is what it was. So – so we got to go down to the Olympics, and the Super G was on my birthday. So that cool. was the event we went to. First off, fantastic. Second, funny thing that happened before. So everybody's standing around waiting because we've got to get there super early. Oh, and yeah. then like 15 minutes before or something like that, they were doing like all their TV spots. They got over the loudspeaker, and they told us, you know, everybody's doing their media spots. Um, you need to – everybody needs to be – be quiet we need absolute silence yeah so instead of 
showing highlights from the previous events in the Olympics, they turned on curling on the big screen. <laughs> and the guy next to us is like, yeah, that's a way to get everybody to shut up. <laughs> Nobody's, no crowd's going to erupt over curling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless it's me watching myself in a parallel dimension. And you do. You do look so, like Matt Hamilton. Did, that's did you look fantastic. it up? <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Dude, I got so much crap for that. It was awesome. I've never been that's so funny. I've never been more popular in my life. That so is too funny. funny. And he's about your age too. Yeah, we're we're very similar in age. It's it's really funny. <laughs> so, okay. so funny. All right, I looked it up. A person must be four feet ten inches or shorter to be considered legally handicapped in the United States. <laughs> wow. wow. There you go. So Simone Biles, she got it by two inches, and she could probably beat the crap out of all of us. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. She's I'm so not gonna. Cool. Yeah, I could be. I want to be her friend. You know what I mean? I'm like, I just want to sit down and talk with you about how it is. How 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 is it to be that cool? You know, like, is oh, yeah. it hard to be as cool as you are? Not just publicly, <laughs> but privately. She's probably a super cool person. She's a bomb. She's I'm a sure she needs. is. Yeah, yeah. The whole team is honestly. Fantastic. The whole team is. Anyway, I'll get off my Olympics horse, but uh, I do dig it hard and raising a little girl it's like my jam right we now we're into the point where we're trying to show her she my i have a three-year-old and she's like no i want to run like rocky we just did a rocky marathon and she wants to run like rocky so she makes us chase her around the neighborhood going dun 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 it's hilarious she's so funny and I'm like, I can't handle this. I can't, this is not sustainable for me. That's amazing. Just, <laughs> that's amazing. Like, I, I'm a first baseman right now, okay? I used to be a center fielder, but right now I'm a first baseman, and you need to stop. <laughs> At least you can be a first baseman. Right now I am a slow-pitch softball catcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my state of fitness and <laughs> body type. Yeah. Me and Cece Sabathia, we get along, man. We see each other. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. All. That's right. That's right. That's right. I see Cece and I'm like, yeah, I could still do it. I could still yeah, do it. Yeah, I got it. It gives me hope, you know? Him <laughs> and Bartolo Colon, I'm like, yeah, they're my boys. I could do it. Totally. I, do it. I saw Mike Ford come up to, pitch for the Yan- or to play first base for the Yankees this year, and I was like, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> my guy. Oh, it'll be all right. I'm okay. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's a world class athlete. You know, with three yeah, syllables, athlete. Athlete. <laughs> anyway, holy crap. That's amazing. We have gone way <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, you know who told me that? My buddy A.A. Ron. <laughs> taught me how to pronounce athlete properly. Oh, man. <laughs> How are we going to ever get back to the World Series? I don't know. Probably with the same success that Washington is oh, right now. Oh, man. <gasps> Whoa! Call the that was fantastic. <laughs> That's what Tiff would say. She'd say my, my wife would say, ah, call the burn unit. That's awesome. Because yeah. my wife is the bomb. The bomb.com? <laughs> yeah, every, every bit of it, man. She's the bomb.org. She's the bomb.us. <laughs> she's the bomb.me. She has a monopoly on the domain. Totally, man. <laughs> Well, maybe we should take a break and then we can figure it out. 
All right. There we go. <laughs> Just pull ourselves together. <laughs> All right. All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> hey, babe, I'm headed to concession. Do you want me to grab you something? Yeah, anything, whatever you're getting. Okay, I saw a burger. I'll probably grab that. Mm, no, that doesn't sound good. Okay, I think there's barbecue, probably some nachos. Uh, I don't think I want either of those either. Um, but just get me anything. What do you want? Uh, I saw a hot dog earlier. Okay, I can do that. Well, no. Couples may quarrel, but baseball is for lovers. Shop the Lovers Collection at 9plusus.com. Okay, we're composed. Uh, we're back, <laughs> mostly at least. I don't know if we took a long <laughs> enough break, but we can at least talk about baseball again, right? Look, I'll figure it out. All right, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, man. So, Brig, okay, we're just going to hand this game four to Astros, right? Yes. So, it I becomes... mean, it's not over. Bottom of the seventh, no outs. You, you know, Washington's up to the plate. We still got time, but I agree with you. There is a chance that this could never get better for them. Yeah, yeah Zimmerman just lined out. Yeah, uh, but no, I. So we've got. So this becomes a best of three series, right? First to two wins. Yeah. Um. The Astros have home field advantage back because they're going to have to go back to Houston. Yep. Um. Which didn't however, work out well for them in the first place. It's true, it didn't. I mean, this could be one of those series where the road team wins every game, which would, would be, be weird. super cool. Yeah. It would be cool, cool, but it would be weird. Um, yep. So, Scherzer, we talked about Scherzer Cole, game five. Right. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not – I don't know if I can even touch that one. The one that I, I would be more likely to go after is Strasburg-Verlander game six. Yeah, so I was just going to say – yeah, I don't trust Verlander. <laughs> I don't either. It's so I weird. I don't either. It's the game that should give all Nationals fans hope. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it could swing the pendulum back, get all the momentum yeah. back going into Game Seven, which is what we initially said. That's right. So listen, if they, if if Washington though, can win even just one game at home, mm-hmm. they'll be okay. Oh yeah, they'll be fine if they can. Yep. Because if they can they win the game six, and it'll be rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they can get to Cole in game five, then I'm going to give it to the Nats. I'm going to give it to them. But they've, they've, I don't know, man. Game six is going to be intense. I'll tell you that much. Either way, yeah. it's going to be an intense game. That is appointment television right no there. No doubt. No, For absolutely sure. no doubt. So, I don't know. I, I think the Nats can still pull it out because everything swung as as dramatically as it did after that blowout in Game Two. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. It it can just it can flip just that quickly. Yeah. But, but it, it helps that for the Astros that Bregman busted out of his slump yesterday. Yeah, I mean that. I was just gonna say that. I was just get out of my head, oh, Brad. Get out of my head because. <laughs> Because Bregman coming out of his slump is is really the biggest thing that has changed mm-hmm. for Houston. Yeah. Because the dude always has guys on base. Every time. Those guys ahead of him are always on base. 
always on base, wanting to steal, right? Working the pitch, mm-hmm. working the pitch count. I mean, they're doing all the stuff that you got to do right. It was interesting because during the first two games, we were like, wow, Washington is playing professional baseball. This is professional hitting. This is fundamental mm-hmm. core philosophy stuff. And now it's flipped. Now Houston is playing professional baseball, right? They are. This is oh. absolutely phenomenal hitting. And it's just crazy. So Bregman's now on board. And I wonder if that's the thing that they've been needing, right? That's all it is, mm-hmm. is they just needed one guy to break out a little bit. Yeah, it, and it's because of his timing that he comes up to the plate. Yeah, I don't feel right. like the dude ever leads off. He's There's always somebody on in front of him, and then that's what they've needed. They've needed him to be able to drive in those runners because games one and two, it wasn't happening right. at all. I mean, granted, nobody for the Astros was really was driving in runs, but he wasn't able to break through and get those guys through. And now that he's hit, getting them in every time in the first inning, then a grand slam today. Yep, uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty special for the Astros. Pretty dangerous. Um, I just hope. Here's the thing. So I, I've been cheering for the Nationals this whole time, right? Totally. But I have to say this: if the Astros do take this thing, I want it to be because they're stealing bases like they did in Game Three. Yes. And they're they're doing all the little things, and you know you've got Bregman's grand slam, but that's what he does. He sure. hits home runs. He hit forty plus this year. Yeah, it's his thing. But if you've got other guys who are stealing bases, getting a scoring position, I'm okay if the Astros win because I want it to trickle down across the rest of Major League Baseball. Everybody to see that that's how you win the World Series, not by hitting 350 home runs in a season. Yes. That's not going to get you to the World Series. What gets you to the World Series is small ball. We've been preaching it since day one, and I want somebody to catch on and for it to trickle down across the rest of Major League Baseball. Well, and what you listeners don't know is that Brad and I have been complaining about this for years to each other. (laughs) We've only been preaching it since day one, but we've been (laughs) we've been griping about it for a long time. And it's it's. It's gratifying to watch. It's just more exciting baseball. It's more interesting baseball, and uh, it improves the fan experience, which is what we're all about, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So for me, I'm with you. I want the third winner, the third team that's actually in play, which is old school baseball. If they can show me that, yeah, and that's the team that wins, then dilly dilly, dilly dilly indeed. Yeah, it's it's I mean, that's spot on. It's, I don't care who wins as long as they're playing small ball. But I want the Nationals to win. I mean, like <laughs> yeah, in a perfect ultimately. world, I want the Nationals to win. Yes, ultimately. I went into Lids today and asked for Walgreens hats, and they looked at me like I didn't, they didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> like, do you, you guys have any Walgreens snapbacks? Walgreens. <laughs> they were like, what? What? It was hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah, it was really funny. You say, you say, have listened to episode 19 of the podcast. Thank you. I did. I just went in to tease them. And I'm good friends with the manager in there, like acquaintances rather, but we're, yeah. we're you know, familiar. She looked at me like, well, you're crazy. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> no, it's, it's a lot. It's fine. <laughs> but I think overall, I think this has been an exciting World Series. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Yep. Um, I'm going to have to look up how many strikeouts there have been this entire series because I feel like they're down because both of these teams have been playing small ball. I feel like strikeouts are down, which is way better to watch. Yep. Way better product overall. And I just, I want to, I 
want it to trickle down. Everybody just copy what they've done in the series, and you'll be <laughs> good to go. Yeah, attendance will go back up, ratings will go back up, everything. True, and that's that's what baseball needs right now. Yeah, I really hope I really hope it it sticks. Me too. But baseball family, let us know what you've thought about this World Series. Um, we could be heading into the last game here uh, when this thing comes out. So let us know what you thought about it. Did you like it? Did you think it was boring? Was there something interesting that you saw? That we didn't touch on. Yeah, um, was there totally. something that that stuck out to you that that was a, was a big thing to you in this World Series? Let us know. Um, we like conversation, obviously, because if you saw our text message threads, they would seriously be about. You would see that it's seriously <laughs> about the game all yeah, the time. That's all it is. We that's all we talk about. So, it's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. So yeah, this uh, this podcast you should be listening to it on Monday, and Game Six is tomorrow. As of right now, as of the listening time. Yeah. So t- October right. 29th, 8.07 p.m., which is a crime for the TV broadcasters. It's on Fox, and uh, it will be at Minute Maid Park. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yep. There's your update, if you, in case you didn't know. Yep. Yeah, because I've, I've actually turned my phone off. My battery's getting low, so I'm not following that game anymore. Yeah. Currently, 8-1 still, bottom of the 7th. Two and two, two outs, one runner on. Uh, as Drupal Cabrera is at the plate with Hector Rendon pitching, so one more strike and he's out, and that retires and that retires the side. We should talk about Baby Shark one day. We should, um, and we actually have a game that we're going to play eventually that's inspired by As Drupal Cabrera. Uh, also inspired by text message that I sent Brig during the game, <laughs> said, I honestly, and like I said, I'm more CC than I am Bregman. Um, <laughs> but I can't tell if Ezdrubal Cabrera is fat or jacked. So that's going to be a game that we're going to play later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wait fat for this. Fat or jacked. That's one of the know. things that we're going to do in the off season. We're going to start talking about. It is. We're gonna have yeah. some more fun with some stuff like that. It, it'll be fun. We yeah, we're gonna play some stuff. games like that, and we're going to go through every team, every team. Talk about uh, just like a little bit of a recap on their season. Um, what we, th- I don't know, what we kind of expect, what we think they might need coming up this yeah. next season. Um, and I think honestly, if we, that's gonna get us into spring training. Hopefully, it'll make the winter go really fast. Yeah, it will. It'll go by really fast. I mean, there's a lot to unpack across the league, and you know everybody's getting a lot of attention into predominant cities right now. And and then if you expand it out to the next concentric circle, we've got four or five teams that are getting more attention right now. But there's a lot that needs to be discussed, and uh, and we're going to do some interviews too. We're going to have some special guests that we've got planned. It'll yep. be really exciting. So yep, um, that's right. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, check back for some special interviews. Well, Brig, do you wanna you wanna plug the shop so we can get out of here? Yeah, man. So don't forget to go to shop.9plusus.com. It's the number nine P L U S U S dot com. That is uh because there are nine players on the field and then us. We are the fans. That is what we do in this baseball family. Anyway, we got stuff for everybody, man. We got stuff uh all the way from three and four X down to onesies. Stuff for every team, team-specific colors. we got team-specific nods, I guess is the best way to say it. We just released our Foul Line series, which is super cool. Um, go check it out on the shop. 
Uh, you can type in the search bar foul lines to see those, and you can see every team represented there. Or you can search by your team's specific city and find everything we have for that team. But that's at the shop, and check it out. And uh, yeah. pick up something nice for yourself. Christmas shopping is coming up. Everybody's starting to talk about Christmas. Now would be a really great time yep. to turn around some great Christmas gifts for baseball people. Absolutely. And don't forget to stop by BaseballTogether.com. Um, we're going to spend a lot of time this winter uh, building out the content on that site. Um, we've just been talking a little bit about earlier about stuff that we want to get on there. Um, you can always find the podcast on there if you're having a hard time with any of your apps. Uh, go to the podcast app, and we have every episode uh, downloaded, I believe, after episode 17, 16 or 17, something like that. I don't remember. Anyway, but you can find every episode on there because there's a podcast player on the site. So that's baseballtogether.com. You can also submit questions, comments, snide remarks, whatever, to the mailbag. We have a link to the mailbag on the site as well. So don't forget to stop by and uh, submit stuff there so we can do another mailbag episode. And is there anything else? No, nah, man. Just enjoy oh. baseball. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Oh, yeah. That's um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, because it, it makes it easier for us to keep doing this, right? That's right. Uh, the more... The more people who listen, the more people, the more we'll keep keep going. Um, tell your friends about us if they like baseball, and uh, and we'll give you a shout out if you if you comment or anything. So, baseball family, we will catch you next week after the World Series has wrapped. Mm-hmm.